Blog Talk Radio. entrance absolutely love that entrance and i find myself still i'm i'm like three years old half the time folks uh this morning it was a rough start to the morning coffee just wasn't doing it okay you ever have a morning where you're starting out coffee's just not doing it that was this morning and i'm uh, i'm walking around my house I, I the coffee's not working i'm in a fog i've got a when I tell you a shit ton to do, uh, that's an understatement. And then what happens is I'm trying to find some kind of motivation. And Mrs. Jester, I am the fantasy jester. Those of you who don't know who the hell I am by now, I am the fantasy jester. And Mrs. Jester was uh, here at the house this morning. And uh, I had her laughing because all of a sudden I start playing Catch Your Breath, the Finn Bauer entrance. And then I fit. Went to uh, AJ Styles, then I moved on to uh, Nakamura, came back to Finn Bauer, and I was ready to start the day. I believe, and I, and you know what, I'm sure a lot of you wrestling fans out there will definitely agree, you know, if, if you're a hardcore fan, for sure, you should have an entrance, entrance music, everywhere you go, like when you're getting ready to walk into the supermarket, like all of a sudden, before the doors open up, before you step on the little pad, music kicks on. Boom. There you go. And you walk it. I just, I, I want to be able to walk into somebody's house, like have the door open and boom, the music come up and enter. It just, that's the way life should be for everybody. Everybody, everybody. I'm not just saying me. Don't think I, don't think I'm a head case. Well, more than a head case than I'm sure some of you already know I am, but in the idea of this, wouldn't it be great? All of us. We had our own entrance music. That would just be so yeah. badass. I would love that. Folks, FXE Live, the No Mercy Recap Edition. With me tonight, as always, Jason J.T. Townsend, my sidekick everywhere I go. We're going to be talking about WWE. We're going to be talking about NXT, TNA. <sighs> we're going to talk a little of the Florida Indie Circuit. And the supposed competition. <laughs> and then a little bit about, of course, Florida Extreme Entertainment, my own brand, my own promotion, and what's going on with that. We do have some news that you're not going to want to miss about that. Hopefully tonight, at some point, we're supposed to have a relief uh, relief uh, commentator. I guess that's the best way to put it. Analysis. Another voice on the air, so you're not sick of me and JT. Let's call it what it is. Uh, Joey Cage isn't here with us tonight. We're going to miss him. We're going to miss Joey Cage. He's not here, and he's not here for one reason. Because there's only one word to describe you, and I'm going to spell it out for you. A-A-W-A-T. 
That's right. Cage isn't here. He's soft as all hell and uh, will not be here. Uh, he's not on the guest list tonight. How you doing? And uh, hopefully, we're supposed to be getting Busy J, one of the staff writers uh, on FantasyJusticeSports.com, who uh, brings you this podcast and some of the other ones. Again, FantasyJusticeSports.com, your kingdom for all fantasy sports and more. He's one of the writers over there. He uh, covers a couple of different sports for us. And also, he's on our flagship show. If you haven't heard of our flagship show on Saturday nights, the Fantasy Jester Show, aptly named after, well, why wouldn't I name at least one of these podcasts after myself? And uh, it really is uh, one hell of a show. We have moved it now. It is now a two-hour show. Starts at 8 p.m. every Saturday night. Don't want to miss that. Any of you wrestling fans out there, we do wrestling coverage on that. And also, this week, we have a, a very special guest with us, former NFL Pro Bowl defensive lineman for the Miami Dolphins. Jeff Cross will be joining us. Uh, it's a pre-recorded interview, actually. And uh, on the state of the Dolphins and uh, Ryan Tannehill, great show. Then also on Thursday nights, one of our other podcasts, again, great show. If you're a football fan, you don't want to miss Thursday nights, the Gridiron Guys. This weekend, though, if you are a fan of Fantasy Jester, whether it's FantasyJesterSports.com or any of our podcasts, we have a very, very special announcement If you can't get enough of Fantasy Jester, we've got news coming up on how you will be able to start getting more Jester in your lives. Tune in Saturday night. This is going to be a redunculous show Saturday night. As we're going on now, we're going to go ahead, get this one started, though, because this is a great one. We've got to talk no mercy. We're going to go ahead. We're going to bring JT in. You can find him on Twitter. If you are a fellow twit like myself and JT, you can find me on Twitter at fantasy underscore jester. And then you can find JT at Fez, F-E-Z 437 encyclopedia, folks. He, He knows all your sports. He has all the questions. If I can't answer it, he will. And if he can't answer it, uh, I quit. JT, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. It's uh, opening night in hockey. We just had no mercy. We got hell in a cell coming. Uh, it's going to be 38 degrees tonight for me, which is right in my wheelhouse. Open a window, put the fan in there. I'm loving this time of year. Yeah, it's a, it's a great time of year. You've got baseball wrapping up. You've got football underway getting uh, and things starting to see how the season's going to progress there. And then you've got hockey, like you mentioned, underway tonight. couple more weeks. you got basketball. If you're a sports fan, this is the time of year. And if you really are that kind of a sports fan, you really need to be paying attention. Like I said, Saturday's show, we're going to blow the doors off of people. Uh, we've got some great stuff yeah. lined up. And, uh, yeah, no, it's absolutely ridiculous. Jeff's awesome. Ah, Jeff Cross is awesome. If you, guys, if you miss him the first time around we had him on, shame on you. You got a chance to redeem yourself. Great interview. The guy calls it like he sees it. And those of you that have watched this or listened to this show before, when Larry Zabisco was on, you know we uh, like them to speak their mind, and he has no problem doing so. Yeah, exactly. And, folks, if you did miss that, you know, great, great point there, JT. If you missed the Larry Zabisco episode, you can either go back on FantasyJusticeSports.com, go to our archive section, click on it, and it'll take you over to the area with Larry. Or you people, you, you iTunes folks, we're there. Fantasy Jester. Scroll down, get into the Fantasy Jester show, okay, and scroll down through all the different episodes. Go catch yourself a Larry Zabisco episode that you really don't want to miss. If you haven't heard it, the man is completely unfiltered. And uh, that's what's great about the Jeff Cross uh, interview is, uh, just like JT said, same thing. He's unfiltered. He speaks his mind about his dolphins, and that's just the way we like our interviews. Coming up. You know, you also – you brought up 
You brought I gotta say one thing. You brought up No Mercy, and as much as I've beaten up WWE Uncreative for being predictable, they were not predictable this this week or this past week. Fantastic! It was the best pay per view SmackDowns had yet. I uh, I'm getting ready to bring in Busy J, and that's going to be uh, my first question when I bring him in to him, and then I'm going to have you follow that one up. Is these Absolutely. past three days, these past three days, and now listen, folks, uh, I'm not sitting here for those of you who are new. The people that know me know I don't blow smoke up WWE's ass. I, I have no, no, no. I'll, I'll call them out on, on things when they need to be. And it happens. Hey, listen, there's going to be people calling us out about our shows, and that's fine. That's, that's just human nature. Not everybody likes the same thing. But in this, my honesty about what doesn't work when they do it is going to be just as honest when I tell you and I want to ask Busy J this because I believe three days in a row, a pay-per-view, Raw, and then SmackDown, to date this year, probably the best three days of WWE. We're going to go ahead. We're going to ask. We're going to get Busy J. And for those of you, again, who don't know who he is, one of the writers, FantasyJesterSports.com. Does several different articles for us. He's on the flagship show, Saturday nights, 8 p.m., the Fantasy Justice Show. Coming to you from New York, he does our coverage. He handles the Northeast there, does a lot of coverage from Madison Square Garden, the Barclays Center. He's all over up there in the Northeast. Make sure you check him out, okay? Great writer. He's on with us right now. Busy, how are you tonight? I'm good, Jester. How are you feeling? I am I am absolutely ridiculous. I've been walking around on cloud nine, busy between everything happening with fantasy justice sports, the upcoming news that we're going to break this weekend about fantasy jester and the podcasts. What's going to happen there? Uh, the wrestling, how it's going, not just uh, my own production, okay, and the announcements that we've got coming up, but the question I want to ask you was this the best three days in a row coming from a pay-per-view to a roar to a SmackDown that WWE has had this year? I would have to say yes. You know, with the lackluster WrestleMania and um, SummerSlam wasn't all that, this is definitely the best three-day stretch, and I like how each brand is stepping it up a little bit. Couldn't agree more. Definitely the best three days. You know, and I'm going to ask JT that same question, but I want to follow that up with you. You mentioned SummerSlam. Did did NXT show up WWE that weekend? Absolutely. Absolutely. No question about it. NXT was definitely, that weekend, they definitely outperformed them and upstaged them. And I think we might be trending towards the same thing for Survivor Series, but however, I do like with the direction that SmackDown's going, and uh, unlike like JC said, it's starting to be unpredictable, and that's a great thing for wrestling fans. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's good stuff. That's that's part of the problem that we've been talking about with WWE. Now, JT, again, going to ask you that question. How do you feel about these past, those that group of three days, WWE's best this year? Oh, yeah, they hit the trifecta with all three shows. And then on top of that, you get the announcement of Goldberg and Brock Lesnar to throw in that mix and the drop of their video games. So they're, they're pushing that as far as getting these guys out there to talk about these things. So all in all, a huge week for WWE, and they're definitely capitalizing. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes away from me, and we'll just talk about that real quick because I, I really don't want to – for all the beating up that we do of WWE, I really don't want to take away from it, but this kind of a weekend takes away from the whole drama that is Paige. Uh, JT, yeah. looking at that scenario, I mean, do you think she's ever going to get the hint and just leave? No, she won't. She's stubborn. She doesn't want to. Uh, personally, I think she's been long ago bypassed by Sasha, Becky, Charlotte, uh, Alexa, Nia. 
all these girls have passed her by so far that she's completely irrelevant. And quite honestly, when I hear her name, I either turn the channel or go to a new article because she's old news and she just she doesn't get it. She's uh she's totally good. Yeah, you know, I agree. And here's the thing, though, and you can see why uh, she is probably the way she is. Uh, I guess, according to her father, that this is all, you know, USA and America trying to keep her down, and it's all America's fault, and we've been no good to her, and she should come home, and go ahead. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> you know, we have you know what? We have enough pill heads, okay? We don't need any more. Yeah, you know what? I love that. I've got a prescription. I got a prescription. Shut up. I can go out tomorrow. How many prescriptions do you want me to come back with by the end of the day? Shut up. <laughs> oh my lord. Oh my lord. Anyway, yeah, let's go. JT, I'm gonna start with you and then I wanna get busy Jay's reaction to the opposite though, okay? I'm gonna give Jay Busy Jay, I'm gonna give you the harder task of these two questions, all right? So get ready. JT, no mercy. Mm-hmm. What did you like about it? I'll tell you what I loved about it. I was a pay per view too late, but I loved Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt coming out victorious over Randy Orton. Absolutely loved it. Bray got a big win, which he desperately needed. Randy can take the bump. Uh, Did I see it happening? Absolutely not, which is why I love it that much more. And the last thing about I really liked, they're actually making Slater and Rhino look like a legitimate tag team, and they're fun to watch, which is the whole point of watching WWE, to have fun and be entertained, and I've really enjoyed those two. So those are my two favorite things coming out of No Mercy. Nice, nice. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Now, uh, Busy Jay, we got done talking about what a great couple of days it's been and the hype and all that, and I gave JT what's probably a little bit easier to talk about. What did you see about No Mercy that you didn't like? One thing I did not like about No Mercy was that the Intercontinental title match should have went on last. If you were going in the direction of having the world championship be the first card, the first match of the card. It should have been Dolphin, Dolphin, Miz. They, to me, they put on a, a fantastic show, great match, high drama, very entertaining. Not to say what happened with the Wyatts was not a letdown, because that was actually good. Bray got the win. Luke is back. The Wyatts are back. That's great. That's great for business. However, I was really disappointed that Dolphin and Miz did not close out the show. And I was actually happy that that Dolph brought that up on Talking Smack yesterday, last night. You know, um, I, I got, I, I just thought it was good. I wanted to see what they did, and you knew something. You knew something was coming at the end when you, I mean, you start out with what was supposed to be your headline match. That becomes your first match, and it didn't disappoint. And I felt that they carry that vibe through. And then you have the intercontinental battle. Unbelievable. And you then at that point, once you see that kind of a match, and that's still your middle match, you've gone for, you know, through your matches now. And you know that they still have something at the end. And that I, I just absolutely Loved how that all played out. I really didn't find anything that I didn't like uh, about it. So, uh, you know, but that was that's just me. What we're going to do, folks, is we're going to take a little break, pay a couple bills here real quick. We're going to get back, talk about some Raw. Let's talk about what happened at Raw because now, you know, we're starting to see these two brands really start to battle it out, okay? And as we get into SmackDown, where they're going and what the actual battle will be between the two of them. You don't want to miss that. Stick by us for this Hi commercial. Folks. It's Barbara here for Deep Obsession Charters. Whether you live in the beautiful West Palm Beach area or you're planning on visiting the Sunshine State and you love to dive, you have to contact South Florida's premier dive operators, Deep Obsession Dive Charters, out of the West Palm Beach area. They are a full-service dive operation. They've got everything from equipment sales and rentals, 
And they're also a PADI certified dive center, and they offer certifications from beginning all the way to pro. Deep Obsession offers wreck dives, reef dives, night dives, and dives to the beautiful Blue Heron Bridge, which was voted one of the world's best macro dive sites. But their best adventure, I believe, is their baited shark dives. Here you will be educated on the importance of conservation of these beautiful endangered creatures while being up close and personal with them. It's truly an unforgettable experience, I tell you. For the best customer service in the industry, with fun and safety as a priority, you can book your next dive adventure at deepobsessioncharters.com or you can call them at 561-707-2045. You can also find Deep Obsession Charters on Facebook and Twitter or you can check out their videos on YouTube. Remember, for the best dive experience in South Florida, it's Deep Obsession Dive Charters. Dive, dive, dive. This is Byron Saxton from WWE, and you are listening to FXE Live. That's right. That is Byron Saxton telling you who you're listening to. It is FXE Live. This is the Fantasy Jester on an absolutely beautiful night coming to you from D-Land, Florida, as we're talking everything wrestling from WWE, a little NXT, a little TNA, and, uh, of course, Florida Extreme Entertainment. What kind of news we're going to have on that coming up, folks? You don't want to miss that. We just got done talking to JT and Busy J about No Mercy, and now we're going to get ready. We're going to get right to it, start talking about... What happened on Raw? And we're going to go ahead, and now we're going to switch it up a little bit. I'm going to go Busy J first and have him tell me what he liked about Raw, and then I'm going to have JT go and tell me what he didn't like. I'll throw in my opinion as we can. That's how we'll run it down. So go ahead. Busy J, I'm going to let you start. Give me a couple of things. What did you like about Raw this past week? Well, a few things I love. I loved about Raw this week. I loved that we're gonna have at Hell in a Cell our first women's wrestling match inside that steel cage, and I'm excited about that because kind of like what JT said earlier, Paige is gone. Paige is all new, so we're going forward with the women's revolution. And who's the two best women wrestlers today, right now? Sasha and Charlotte. And what I'm mostly intrigued about that is that Charlotte is undefeated when it's a championship match, 12-0, and 0, looking to go number 13-0 in Hell in a Cell. And I also love the fact that we had a Paul Heyman sighting, and he addressed that, hey, we, if we have the challenge of Goldberg, we're going to get that. And I just want to say real quick, one great thing about these brands is there's, there's, they don't stop and wait for each brand to catch up. They're on to the next. So we already know Hell in a Cell's coming up, and they're already laying down the foundation for Survivor Series. So I think that's a great thing that Raw and SmackDown are both doing. But, again, the, the announcement of the Hell in a Cell match with the first female Hell in a Cell match and knowing that Goldberg is coming and he's going to wrestle Brock, those yeah. are major yeah. wins. Major wins. Yeah, the the announcement of Brock is just freaking huge. I mean, just absolutely huge. Then you go ahead and you add the idea of Brock now versus what? Who's coming back after what? How many years? What? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. This is going to be absolutely outrageous. Great thing for WWE. The little boost that they needed, you know, uh, uh, to help with these younger guys, you know, get their attention on shows. Maybe, you know, some of these guys, people might be tuning out because they haven't heard of them, okay, and you're not hearing a name like Goldberg. So, you know, a lot of the Goldberg fans, you know, they're going to listen in. Oh, all right. They're going to watch that show in particular now and maybe get some of these younger guys some uh, get get them noticed. And I have some one guy in particular I, I'm waiting to get noticed, and I'll get to him in a minute. I want to go to JT. JT, you're looking at this uh, Raw lineup this past week. What did you not like about the show? Uh, and what completely either turned you off or you don't understand? All right, well, two things. Yes, it is hell in a cell. I get that. But like I said last week on the Fantasy Jester show, I do not like the women in the hell in a cell match. There's not going to be any color. I don't expect the brutality that you normally 
expect to see in that kind of match. I don't expect a Mick Foley up on top of the ring type of moment because, let's face it, the WWE Divas division is not deep enough to withstand an injury to either one of these two ladies, in my opinion, on Raw. Therefore, I think they're going to tie it back a little bit. They're going to pull the reins in a little bit on that match. Three Hell in a Cell matches, that's a little bit too much. To me, that takes away from the the whole idea of looking forward to that final match, the Hell in the Cell match. It's just they're all Hell in the Cell matches, it seems like. So that was my biggest problem. I don't know why they're watering that facility, if you will, or that prison down like this. Rusev and Reigns, I can't wait to see that in Hell in the Cell. That's going to be phenomenal. That's going to be a good yeah. match. Otherwise, the other matches, I mean, personally, I'd rather see Rollins and Owens without a cell. I think it mm. limits what they can do. So, But the women in the match, not trying to sound like it's a gender thing, but I don't see the physicality or brutality that I expect in that match, and I don't think WWE can afford to have it that way. You know, hey, you bring up an interesting point because now you are out of page, you're out of Becky Lynch, you're out this, you're out. You're starting to lose women all over both sides here. And exactly how much brutality can you expect from these two? First of all, Sasha Banks is injury prone as it is. Yeah. So, I mean, how much is she really going to do? Now, the one that, yeah, see, okay, I would have a better time believing a cage match, a Hell in a Cell match, okay, between Charlotte and a Becky Lynch than I would a Sasha Banks. Becky Lynch. Yeah. How about let's get Nia Jackson in the cell with somebody. With Charlotte. Charlotte's a big lady. Charlotte's a big lady now. That would be outrageous match. That would be absolutely I just outrageous don't think match. They can, I don't think you're going to see anything too crazy from that because, like I said, I don't think their roster is deep enough on that side to withstand an injury to one of their main players. So that's, yeah, that's no. my takeaway of what I didn't like. Yeah, no, I, I, and I, I, I agree with you 100% on that because, again, uh, they they can't lose anybody. Sasha's already fragile. They got the wrong put. They got the wrong matchup for in that cell, in, in now, my opinion. Now, can I throw can I throw something out there that I did like though? And this is for Joey Cage, my friend. WWE creative getting wise. What better way to get a cheer for Roman Reigns other than to have him come out to aid Sasha Banks, the well liked Sasha Banks? Because that was one hell of a pop when Reigns' music hit. Yeah. Think about it, Joey. You know, here's one thing, and I want to ask Busy J his opinion on this. How do you like the mixed matches when you have a women and a man's? I we've talked about this once before on one of the previous shows you weren't on, I, I believe. What's your opinion, Busy J, on that? Do you like when they match the men and the women, or you think that they should leave it separate? I think they should definitely leave it separate. It doesn't look right. The chemistry is not there. I did, like you guys said, I did appreciate the women rings coming in to make the save. See, I, did not, I don't like to see them carrying up like that. It's the only thing what WWE might want to examine is probably carrying a cruiserweight and a regular mid-carter together. I'll, I'll appreciate that better than having the mixed tags. Hmm. You know, I I don't mind it. I would go ahead. Yeah, i I. Again, you got the wrong women involved. You're not deep enough in mm-hmm. the women's class. It just, you know, yeah, I, 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 yeah go ahead. You, I'll tell you what, though. I'm agreeing completely with both of you, except in the, in the instance of where you used to have the Hardys and Lita, teams that tagged or ran together a lot so they knew each other. They knew what the person was going to do. They knew how to work together. They had a chemistry. When you get that kind of stuff, it's fun to watch, but otherwise, to me, it's pretty boring. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Now, uh, going ahead and going with uh, some of Raw, my thing is this, is, and I thought it was funny. Uh, maybe I was, okay, the only thing I found funny about it was what they did with where they were 
okay? Having Strowman versus the Splash Brothers. Now, I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was funny, except that it was the nine millionth match of Braun Strowman versus Jobbers. (laughs) You know, that's, that is something though. See, there's a guy, there's a big guy that should be somehow involved, mixed in, cause problems so that he interjects himself into the big body legends of Lesnar and Goldberg. You know, there's a big, you don't have a lot of those big guys. You got Kane, you got, you know, Lesnar, you've got, now you you back to having Goldberg. They're really big physical monsters out there that can play the physical game. Okay. Why not get this guy in with those names so that, you know, my thing is, is building your talent and, and, and their credibility. How much more credibility will Strowman get if all of a sudden he's there with Lesnar or Goldberg, but in, instead of wrestling the Splash Brothers? JT, JT, I mean, am, am I wrong that yeah. they need to develop them in that direction? They absolutely need to get that. And maybe that's something of what he's alluding to when he tells Mick Foley, fabulous suit this past week, Mick, by the way. But when he's telling Mick yes. Foley, hey, if you do this to me again, it's on you. You know, who knows what he's going to interject himself into or do. But I agree with you completely. It's like uh, Jurassic Park. You know, you have the T-Rex out there to fight the other T-Rex. That's what people want to see. That's how you build his credibility, just like you said. And, hey, you don't have to have him beat either one of these guys, but who's to say after the match he doesn't come out and, and put a finisher on the winner and just stand over top of him? You know, that builds credibility right there. So I agree with you. You know, uh, Busy Jay, I'm looking at the, uh, the whole Seth Rollins-Jericho match. I mean, yeah, you, you don't really – what was the purpose there? I mean, it didn't change anything. Did you – what did you see in that match, and did you feel the same way, or what could they have done different? Well, I felt like it was just filling in stops. I thought the match was decent, and the stipulation was – it was entertaining because they're slowly teasing the breakup of what I like to call the Canadian DX. And just the just the tease that Jericho could have possibly been in the main event. I was expecting more out of Jericho. I was expecting more out of Kevin Owens. But um, again, I thought I was just trying to fill up space. I prefer it being a singles match at in the Hell in a Cell, though. I didn't like the idea of a triple threat match between the three of them. You know, it's that, and then JT, you got you go have you have that, and then you also have. I don't understand. What are they doing with Enzo and Cass? They're burying Enzo and Cass at this point. Or maybe this is their way of developing that that internal conflict between those guys. They keep losing, they keep losing, they keep losing. Um, You know, this is purely, you know, my own opinion. But maybe Vince, as popular as they have, uh, doesn't have the grapefruits to separate them himself. So maybe this is his way of, quote-unquote, doing it along the line. Who knows? Who knows what they're doing with them? Uh, I would love to find out. I mean, they were so hot coming out over the summer, and then it's just complete ice cold at this point. Quite truthfully, maybe they they don't know what to do. You know, because personally, go ahead and I would split them up at this point. Uh, I would split them up because there you got two popular characters. Enzo's going to be able to carry his own. And, you know, let him go with the mid-carters. He's a great Mike guy. He is not there or anywhere near his wrestling ability matching his Mike skills. So put him on the mid-card so that, again, he's going to get the pop from the crowd. And, and go let Cass be the superstar that he can be. Because Cass by himself got a very nice pop, got the crowd going mm-hmm. for him and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And there's your opponent for Strowman. I mean, there's somebody for Strowman to play with for a little while. 
and, and then let those two uh, battle it out for a while, and then uh, you know go for go after you know one of the bigger guys. That, you, that's you how may you be build able to answer this better. You may be able to answer this better than me. You are busy, but it's hard to tell with him standing next to Cass. But is Enzo more of a cruiserweight type of guy? Yeah, he actually is. But then again, you is, know, yeah. so is Finn Balor. But it's because of their abilities, you know, their other they, – your cruiserweight, okay, based on your ability to get fans in the seat or sell merchandise. Because Finn Balor is the exact description of cruiserweight. Right. And no, but he's got, he's got appeal. He's got attraction, you know. So. But at this point, TJ Perkins, I mean, let's be real. You know, at some point, I could see Cass holding that belt, or excuse me, Enzo holding the belt, and it fit and seemed just right. So, you know, maybe you stick him in that area of the show. Like you said, let Cass go on to fight some of the bigger guys, and, uh, you know, let's let's put this out of his misery. Yeah, no, I, I, I really, no, like I said, I just, uh, I, I've been saying they needed to split them up, though. I've been saying that for about a month and a half now. I've been waiting for it to happen. And then the biggest, uh, I, I, I have no idea, uh, you know, R-Truth versus Titus O'Neil guys. You know, yeah. R-Truth, R-Truth, when he, he used to be a star at another brand, and he came to WWE, and he's just the nobody. I, and I don't understand it. He looks like... From every time I see him, and Busy J, you tell me. I don't know if, uh, if I'm wrong here. Every time I see R-Truth, that's a good worker. He's got some skills. He's good on the mic. I mean, I, I, I don't understand uh, why he's lost. He's got a great following. The guy has a great – I mean, the fans always give him a nice pop. Back when he was K-Quick, I mean, the guy, the guy was amazing. I don't get what they're doing to him either. But you want to talk – we were talking about company men on this show. Um, you know, the guy doesn't seem to complain. You don't hear about any griping. He goes out there and is happy he has his job and does his best. If he, you know who he reminds me of? He, he reminds me of someone like Chris Anderson, a locker room guy, somebody who, you know, flies below the radar. He keeps the, he keeps people in line. So a lot of the wrestlers look up to him. They look up to him. They look up to Big Show. They look up to him. That's why he's around. That's why he's still around. Yeah, and um, what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to go ahead. We're going to go. We got a couple bills to pay. Before I go ahead and pay the bills, couple couple of notes, okay? Uh, a lot of the sounds that you're hearing, the uh, starts to the shows and the commercials on all the podcasts, we are getting ready to change each and every one of them. Okay, I hope you've enjoyed them. We had fun making some new ones. We had some new ones, but the Fantasy Jester is uh, handy capable when it comes to uh, electronics and everything on the Internet. And I tried to go ahead and load some stuff in on my own, completely messed it up. But uh, we've got some great new commercials coming out this weekend. Uh, we'll be debuting those and uh, some great new starts, the music, the intros, the outros, all that stuff, all brand new. One of the things, before we get to one of the uh, older commercials, I want to go ahead, you know, right now in Daytona Beach, there's Bike Week going on. It's uh, Biketoberfest. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say if you're in the Daytona area, you're down here for, uh, for Biketoberfest and you're enjoying your time in the Daytona D-Land area, Make sure you make your way out to Jimmy Hart's Hall of Fame uh, Bar and Tiki Grill, Tiki Hut, um, over there. It's in Daytona Beach. It's over on Ocean Ave, 103 South Ocean Ave. Good friend of the show, good friend of mine now. Uh, great time with him. Absolutely great guy. Talk about a Southern gentleman uh, and the old-fashioned Southern way, making you feel at home the minute you walk in the door. Go see Jimmy Hart down at the uh, Hall of Fame, Jimmy Hart's Hall of Fame, bar and tiki hut. Great time. Go enjoy him. And now for the famous Ethan. Hi, folks. Fantasy Jester here to talk about breadfromyourbed.com. And I am with Ethan, 
the son of the owner, Joey from BreadFromYourBed.com. Say hello, Ethan. Hello. And how old are you? Four. Okay, Ethan, thanks. Uh, we'll get back to you in one minute. And here's a little bit about BreadFromYourBed.com. They're both a business services website and a personal finance blog. They discuss ways for people to make extra money from home, and they offer a wide variety of services for your businesses. If you need more traffic for your website, if you need social media management or marketing, if you need a website built, or if you just want to make some extra money online, these are the guys to do it. They have worked and provided results for clients ranging from small to big, and will show you some of those results, including the statistics and the numbers. I highly encourage you to check them out if you're looking for help for your business to grow, or you're looking to learn how to make some extra money from home. Ethan, where should people go if they're looking for a website? Bedfromthebed.com. And where should people go if they're looking for social media management? Bedfromthebed.com. And where should people go if they're looking to make some extra money? Bedfromthebed.com. And where should people go to get help starting a business? Bedfromthebed.com. All right, and if uh, they want to work from home, where should people go? Um, BedFromYourBed.com All right, Ethan, one more time, let me ask you. If they want to spend more time with their kids, where should parents go? Um, BedFromYourBed.com That's right, folks, BreadFromYourBed.com This is Byron Saxton from WWE, and you are listening to FXE Live. That's right, FXE Live, the No Mercy Recap Edition. I am the Fantasy Jester, and we are brought to you, like I've been telling you, by FantasyJesterSports.com. Your kingdom for everything fantasy sports and more, such as wrestling, such as FXE, such as WWE, such as NXT, TNA, guys like Jason Townsend, JT, guys like Busy J, guys like I mentioned earlier, you know, Joey Cage, who would be here except, you know, one problem. This is only one word to describe you, and I'm going to spell it out for you. That's it. You know, Cage is as soft as an ice cream, and uh, he's not here tonight with us. So we filled in with Busy J, and Busy J doing a great job, absolutely great job. And you can find Busy J and his work, his articles on FantasyJusticeSports.com. And also you can hear him and JT join me on Saturday night for Fantasy Jester Show, named after guess who? The fantasy jester. Guess who? Me. It's all about me. Folks, before we get back to FXE Live and the No Mercy Recap Edition and getting to SmackDown and our coverage of it, I want to go ahead and touch base about my own little production, Florida Extreme Entertainment. For Extreme Entertainment, myself, my son, we looked into buying uh, what they had to sell at TNA, had problems getting a hold of them, and uh, had an offer for them, had an offer for them, and uh, it seems that Vince is going to buy the video library. I really, That's really about all about TNA that was worth anything. Um, <clears throat> most of their talent is eh. I, I can't really see me going after any of their talent. Um, I don't need a ring. I don't need lights. Uh, I've got, I've got announcers. Matter of fact, I have probably one of the best damn announcers uh, that will be handling our shows in JT and Tate Dello, uh, one of the uh, staff writers and also uh, Gridiron guys. Our Thursday night podcast uh, going to go ahead be our commentators, our announcers. Going to be a fun, fun show. FXE, though, does not need the uh, TNA uh, wrestlers. I'm good. Uh, you know, Matt Hardy doing his uh, Bride of Frankenstein routine. Yeah, no, I don't need that. I don't need that crap. I, I need some real I, I need some real entertainment. And uh, 
shot out drug addicts is not a, a character that I need, to be honest with you. Uh, no, I'm looking for class acts. I'm looking for Finn Balor acts. I'm looking for guys that are just either a monster in the ring or uh, high flyers. We have several of uh, both, I am proud to say, and we're going to be making some great announcements on the talent. We've secured some great talent. We just haven't announced it. We've had the storm blowing through. We've had a couple of pay-per-views, but we've got some big signings coming up uh, real soon, and uh, you're going to have to pay attention to that. FXEworld.com. The uh, website will be getting a makeover uh, real soon, and we'll be updating all that, and uh, we'll be making those announcements as well. But one of the big things that FXE, Florida Extreme Entertainment, is extremely proud to announce, and we can make this announcement now because it's official. What we're going to do is each and every match, more than not, of each dollar is going to go back to a charity of our choice. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to have matches and we're going to put on wrestling shows at all different schools in all different school districts. One of the things that has come to my attention, several of the guys at FXE have kids and one of the things I hear about from the guys is the cost, not just the cost of living, but how the schools are desperate because they're not getting enough funding. And I've been hearing this. I've been hearing this. And I've heard it for a couple of years through, you know, some of my other businesses. And now I think I've come up with a solution. I think of a way that we can, and, and, you know, there's a bunch of things that can be done to help our schools. So here's what FXE is going to do. We're going to start going around to different school districts. They give us the use of their gym. We will go ahead and put on a show for them. And then this way we can go ahead and make a sizable donation to that school district or to that school, however the school district wants to work it up. We'll talk to the boards of education in that area. We will go ahead and raise as much money either through ticket sales, commission, uh, you know, uh, food sales, uh, sponsorships, whatever way we can get money in. And we will go ahead this way. Let's help the schools, folks. Why can't we put on one hell of a wrestling show and also help our schools? Let's help these children get what they need so that they can be prepared for the life that is ahead of them. What better way to do it than FXE going ahead, giving back to each community as we can. And then every four months, we will go to our home base, which will be in Daytona. We have a building picked out. We'll be making that announcement as well. And those will be our larger shows. We'll have a bunch of former WWE guys there, either for signings, doing the wrestling, anything like that. They'll be joining the shows, okay, wrestling with our guys as well. And those will be split into different charities, again, helping children, whether it's through the Make-A-Wish, which we already work with, with our charity auctions, Make-A-Wish of Central Florida will be able to help anybody. We talked about how we tried and we helped the Ruots get signatures. The FDA was holding back getting treatment for Gary Ruot, a 16-year-old going blind. We went ahead, got awareness for that, did a wrestling show for that. And right now, Gary Ruot is getting that treatment he was accepted the fda saw our over 100,000 signatures see folks we can make a difference even wrestlers in a wrestling ring can make a difference in your community we'll be more than glad to come to wherever you are put on one hell of a show for you have a great entertaining night for you and your family and at the same time, help 
kids so that they have a fighting chance to have everything that they need to learn what they need to prepare them for the future. It'll be my privilege. It'll be my honor. Pay attention to when our first shows are coming up. We have a couple that we're going to do before the year is even up. So these are going to come up quick. Pay attention to those dates. We'll be giving them out in future shows. Getting back to this one, though, FXE Live, No Mercy, Recap Edition. We've got one part left. We've got a couple of minutes to go. Let's do this SmackDown Live. We've got JT back on the line with us. We've got Busy J back on the line with us. Let's get this started. And I'm going to start with Busy J. Busy, what did you like about the show this past week? Well, two things. I love that the whole Dolph and Miz thing is still going on. I like how the Miz said it best. It's act two. He already has the girl. Now he's going to get back his title. I like what they're doing with that mid-card belt. I feel like this is exactly what the brand split was all about. It's about giving others opportunity to shine and steal the show. And those guys are definitely doing that since the draft. And I also love the challenge that was sent out to Monday Night Raw in terms of traditional Survivor Series matches in the women's tag men's competition. So all in all, another great showing for SmackDown. Oh, how could I forget? I love the fact that we finally had a jobber win a match over AJ Styles, nevertheless. I thought that was a great thing, and that jobber is going to get a title shot next week. So all in all, SmackDown should continue to do what it do best, and that's just steal the show. Yeah, you have the, you know, I like the idea of what they did with, you know, Ziggler. That was a great storyline, you know, and he really is an underrated wrestler. I mean, JT, am I wrong in that? Is he underrated, do you feel? Uh, how do you like Dolph Ziggler? Oh, extremely. I like him as a heel. I like him as a face. The guy is amazing in the ring. He's one of the few that have tried to imitate Shawn Michaels' super kick, who actually pulls it off. Um, the guy's got charisma. I, I'm a big fan. I'm really glad that he, uh, you know, that they uh, fooled everybody and that he's still around. And I like how he pointed that out as you were telling me in the production meeting to the crowd and said, uh, you basically ignore what y'all read. <laughs> I'm still around. Yeah, exactly. You know, I thought it was great. You know, here you are, you're watching the show and he tells you, go look at the guide because it's lying. And, I think that was fantastic. What I also, you know, that whole uh, AJ Styles segment, okay, with uh, Ellsworth and Ellsworth winning and all that, and having Dean Ambrose as the as the guest referee, that is just fantastic. You know, again, you hear me ripping into WWE about some of their stuff, but. Then you go ahead, and this is what I'm talking about, the unpredicted, the stuff that doesn't make it to the uh, social media like Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff, okay, where we all know what's going to happen before the show starts. Dean Ambrose, guest referee, you know, great call. Uh, Having Ellsworth all of a sudden win, great call. Nobody expects some of this stuff. Well, and it gave it a fresh feel. And, Jester, here's a thought. We actually have a storyline. They've been teasing it with Randy Orton. Now Kane, you know, mysteriously disappears during their match. You know, wow, we have a storyline. We have something going on. So, all in all, SmackDown definitely stepping their game up. Well, and yep. this is what we were talking about. When, when we first had the brand split, and everybody was like, eh, the matches are eh, the matches are eh. That, that is exactly what we were talking about, is it's going to take a little bit because they're going to have to build storylines. Some of these guys don't have a storyline between them. They've never faced each other. Or, and if they had, it hadn't been forever, practically. So, you know, they had to start building the storylines. The whole Bray Wyatt and, and uh, Randy Orton, you know, having that build, and now they, they've been building that whole thing between the two of them, and now they're adding two other characters in, you know, great story building, and now Kane disappears. 
Busy J. Kane disappears. I mean, where are they? Where, what's next? Who might be next to disappear? And, and where are they going to turn up? Do you see maybe another promo coming up uh, at the uh, Bray, uh, at the Wyatt uh, property, at the, uh, uh, and possibly something along those lines again? I can see that happening. I can see that happening. Because, um, like you said, we have no idea where Kane's at. I like where they're going with that. So now you have the Wyatt being a foreign And that was always great for business. And now, now they could actually shine on a platform. So I like to see what the direction that they're going with the Wyatt. I think Kane might turn heel. Who knows? Kane might turn heel and join with them. Well, Ian Jester, I think the part, the important part of this whole question is, you say, well, we see another uh, Wyatt family compound. Well, I do believe TNA is doing their whole show from the Matt Hardy uh, compound. And last time they did something like that, we saw, you know, the Wyatt family compound skit. So, of course, they're going to do another one now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. And thank you. I couldn't think of a damn name compound. I'm sitting there going, uh, uh, but, 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 but. I couldn't come up with compound. Uh, sometimes words escape me. You know, it's the funniest thing, too. Here I am. I've got all these podcasts, this, that, the other. I'm on the mic. I'm on the mic in the show, in the wrestling shows. I'm on the mic on the podcast. I, I'm a big mouth in person. All this stuff, okay? You put me on the phone. Give me a voicemail to leave, okay? And I'm the absolute worst. I hate leaving a voicemail. I'm like tongue-tied the whole time. That's where I was on compound. I couldn't think of family compound. But, uh, you know, let me ask you something now. I, I, you Going over to the uh, women again if now for the SmackDown, you have uh, the Princess of Staten Island there against, uh, it turned out to be Naomi. I guess this is, uh, is going to be the little fight until, uh, until Becky Lynch comes back. Do you see them building maybe something more into that, making it a uh, since Naomi has had to step up? Do you see maybe this becoming a, uh, a three-way match, a triple threat match uh, between them, uh, JT? I would like to say yes, but it just seems like every time uh, you know Trinity slash Naomi's made it close to the top of that mountain, or at least somewhere in the range of that. Something's always happened to her, and I do think uh, WWE's a little gun-shy still to put too much on her shoulders or put too much into her without her proving her health for a little bit longer. So I still think this is going to remain uh, the princess, as you say, in, uh, another, you know, in the Bella. So not yet. Not yet. Now, one of the last ones that we're going to get into, uh, uh, Busy J, Chad uh, Gable and Jimmy Uso, you know, giving a little spin on the whole uh, the Usos and American Alpha. Now you got these two wrestling single. Uh, I, I just like how they're building the story between these two. How do you uh, are you liking this whole uh, heel turn with the Usos? You like the, the the new feel that they're giving? I do. I like it a lot. I actually like them being heels. I like the fact that they're actually feuding with American Alpha. And, you know, we, we appraised all show the thing that seems to be how unpredictable the WWE is gone. Because normally, I would assume they would have gave the tag team title to the Uso and America Alpha would have chased them. But nope, they have our own separate feuds going on. I think it's great. I love, I love the direction they're doing with it. I think what you do here is you have an established tag team help bring up a young, new tag team up the ranks. At the same time, you have the tag team champions, Ryan Owens and Slater, doing their own thing and being relevant. So we, might, we have to all agree that the tag team division on SmackDown is in far better shape than the Raw division. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. I think it is. And uh, what we'll do... Ah! All right. Well, folks, that be it. That's your show. Hope you enjoyed. If you didn't, Make sure you write me, and I will make sure you get your money back, guaranteed. This has been the Fantasy Jester for JT, Jason Townsend, Fez437 at Twitter, and Busy J, Busy J at Twitter. I am the Fantasy Jester. This has been FXC Live, No Mercy Recap Edition. Tune in next week. What surprise do I have? One shot.
for all of you. One opportunity. I'm Justice, and I am out. Everything you ever wanted. One moment. Did you capture? Just let it slip. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit.